0: Today, I want us to look at a celebration, the Lord's table. This should be a celebration. I believe it is a celebration. That's why I wanted to kind of start this year off celebrating. I want your blood pumping for Jesus. I want you excited about who he is, what he's done for you, because if you're excited about what he's done for you, you'll be excited about what he can do for somebody else right? And you'll want to share with other people the bread of life that you have received. The cup that when you drank, you never thirsted again. Because there's a lot of hungry people out there, aren't there? A lot of thirsty people out there. So I take you to Luke chapter 22 starting with verse 14. When the hour had come, Jesus sat down, and the twelve apostles with him. Then he said to them, With fervent desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this, and divide it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. He took the bread, gave thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to them and said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this, and remember me. Likewise, he also took the cup, after supper, and said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. Bow your heads with me. Father, we've come today with a spirit of celebration and anticipation. God, we're expecting to meet with you. We're expecting to to hear from you. We're expecting, God, your hand to move on on our behalf. But I also believe, God, that you're expecting a thing or two from us. Show us that, God, and help us with courage to do our part. We pray that you speak to us today through your word, and we give you thanks for it as we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. As I said, communion is a celebration. It is a celebration that has been passed down through the centuries. It started in an upper room with Jesus and his disciples. It continued through the early church years. And it was meant to be repeated. Do this and remember. Because it was meant to be repeated, we repeated here at La Palma Christian Center very regularly. Usually it is on the first Sunday of the month like today, that we will gather around the table and we will take time to remember the body and the blood, which are the symbols of communion. The symbols, by the way, help us to remember. They help us to remember why we do this and what we are celebrating. The bread, for instance, the bread that you see here before me, it represents the body of Christ. The bread of life. John 6.35 says, And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. What a meal that was when you found Christ. Amen. The cup, represented here by the grapes, The cup represents the blood of Christ that was shed on the cross. So today we celebrate. I take you back to the first communion. What does communion actually help us to celebrate? First of all, communion celebrates our freedom. There are a number of you that take notes week after week. I apologize for not having anything on the screens but it was kind of a busy two weeks. Number one, communion helps us celebrate our freedom. Freedom, by the way, isn't free. (laughs) You do understand that, don't you? Even though the first four letters of the word spell free, freedom is not free. In fact, it costs a very high price. Do you know that there are those men and women, even as I speak, even as you sit in this comfortable sanctuary, there are men and women sacrificing time with their family. They weren't with their family on Christmas. They weren't with their family to ring in a new year. They were on foreign soil fighting for our freedom as Americans. Freedom isn't free. Freedom costs. And the freedom that I speak of when I speak of the body and the blood, the bread and the cup, this is the ultimate price for freedom. You see, sin had separated us from God. Sin had imprisoned us. We were the guilty ones. We should have been punished. We should have been locked away for life. But Jesus stepped down from heaven and took our place when he died on the cross for the sins of mankind. It's hard for us to think about Jesus thinking of us. You know, there's a song that in Southern Gospel, it was a number of years ago, but it says, when he was on the cross, (laughs) I was on his mind. It's hard for us to comprehend that thought of Jesus thinking about us. We weren't even born. We weren't even a thought in our parents' eye, right? See, that's the beauty of the Lord that I speak of today. That's the beauty of the God that I preach of today. He is omniscient and he knows everything. He's all powerful and he can do anything. Yes, I believe he even thought of you when he died for the sins of all mankind. He died for your sins. 1 Corinthians 15, I love this, verses 3 and 4. For I delivered to you, I delivered to you first of all that which I also received. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. Aren't you thankful for the freedom that you have today because of the body and the blood? We're free. We're free indeed because he who the Son sets free is... Come on, help me today. He who the Son sets free is... We're free and when the enemy tries to come back and entangle you and ensnare you and trap you again hear me today you need to tell him I'm free I'm no longer bound. I do not have to be a slave to sin I'm not bound by addiction Hallelujah because Christ has freed me and I am free indeed. Come on, somebody help me celebrate today the fact that we are free. Let me just add this side note. Participating in communion will not free you. Participating in communion will not save you. Some people believe and some teach this that if you will just come and take the body and the blood, it will save you. It will cleanse you. This is a cracker and juice. I'm not trying to fool anybody. You hear me? This is a symbol. It represents something, and it's supposed to prompt us to remember the body and the blood. That's not actual his, his actual body. That's not actually his blood. We don't even do red juice anymore because of the carpet. We do white juice, you know. (laughs) Participating in communion won't save you. It won't free you. It just reminds you of a body that was broken and blood that was shed so that you could be free. Communion. It helps us to celebrate our freedom. Communion. It helps us to celebrate our forgiveness. Number two, communion celebrates our forgiveness. You see, we were the guilty ones, weren't we? And so we needed someone who could forgive us of all of our wrong, all of our mistakes, all of our failure. Well, we need to really say it like this. All of our sin. We dance around this. I I don't know why. But I think we need to just face the facts. We all have sinned. That's what the Bible says. Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. How many memorized that in Sunday school when you were a child? Romans 3.23. Still true today. We're all guilty of sin. And so... We all need someone who can forgive us of our sin. Think about the ones who are actually gathered in that room on this first communion. Speaking of forgiveness and the need for it. There was Peter. Peter was there. Now, what we know about Peter was he was a hothead with a, a loud mouth and a foul mouth. Fisherman who really didn't care. He probably cussed like a sailor because, well, he was one, Right. We know that he would deny the Lord three times, and in the course of that, that night, he would even swear to it. Sounds like somebody that needed forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Thomas was there. Y'all remember Thomas? Thomas was, was absent the day that Jesus showed up to church after the resurrection. Always come to church. You never know what Jesus is going to do and how he's going to show up and show out. <laughs> Thomas wasn't there, and they're all talking about, did you see Jesus? And he says, I don't believe you. Doubting Thomas. This is is the, the nickname that has attached itself to Thomas. Thomas was there. He would doubt the resurrection even happened. Sounds like somebody that would need forgiveness. And just all of the rest of the disciples, faithful disciples, until the moment that they take Jesus, and they all scatter, and they all flee, they all hide, None of them really stood with him. They all needed forgiveness. They were filled with fear, but thankfully, they would be fully forgiven. And once the forgiveness came, Peter, after he's forgiven, would rise to the top to be the spokesman for the church. Thomas, after he's forgiven, he would cry, my Lord and my God and all of the rest of the forgiven disciples would become the nucleus of the dynamic early church. Communion reminds us and helps us celebrate forgiveness because we all need to be forgiven, let's face it. Ephesians 1.7, In Him we have redemption. Through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. According to the riches of his grace. I want you to close your eyes just for a moment. And I want you to think of all of the mistakes, all the wrongs, and all the sins, maybe, that were committed in 2014. Now, the thing about the sin. It can be forgiven, it will be forgiven, but there's one critical step here. We must confess our sins. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us all our sin and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Now take a moment and just ask, for forgiveness. Confess your sin right now. We're going to participate in communion in a moment. And what a tragedy if you know that there is sin that would separate you from God to go through the motions when all you need do is ask him to forgive. Ask him now, God forgive me. I realize my mistakes and my sin. I confess them to you. And I pray that you will forgive me. It's really that simple. and he will do it. This is what communion helps us to celebrate. We celebrate uh, communion helps us celebrate our freedom. It helps us celebrate our our, our our forgiveness. It helps us celebrate our future. My final point before we gather around the Lord's table. I believe that communion actually points us to the future. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty six, 26, the Apostle Paul said, As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, in other words, keep doing this. And every time you do, you will proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. See, it, it, it takes us back, it looks back to the cross, the Lord's death, but then it also looks forward to the Lord's coming. How many still believe in the rapture of the church? Let me see your hand today. I still believe that there's going to be a trumpet that sounds and I believe that the church will be raptured and we will be with the Lord forever. Hallelujah, I just want to encourage you today. If you're discouraged about your temporary today, let me encourage you with your eternal tomorrow, hallelujah. We're going to live forever with the king of kings in his kingdom. This is just a temporary home, we're just passing through. This world is not my home, I'm only passing through. Hallelujah. How many are ready for your eternal tomorrow? You're ready to be with the Lord forever. We're going to be caught up with Christ at the rapture. 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 13. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. Listen to this. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise. Hallelujah. Then those of us who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Hallelujah. We will not always suffer on this earth. There's coming a day when we are going to be caught up. And then we are going to live in heaven with the Lord. Jesus said in John 14, 3, if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may also be. Does anybody believe that heaven is a real place? Oh, come on. I need somebody to help me today. Do you believe that heaven is a real place? I believe that it is a real place, and in this place, there'll be no more sorrow. There'll be no more tears. There'll be no more pain. Hallelujah. Revelation 21.4 says, and God himself will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, if I have to celebrate all by myself, I guess I will. But I came today to celebrate. Hallelujah. This is a celebration right here, folks. The bread and the cup, the body and the blood. These emblems will serve to remind us that a price was paid for our freedom. A price was paid for our forgiveness. A price was paid for our future in heaven. I'm going to ask the pastors to come. We're going to do communion just a little differently today. We want to pray with you. I'll tell you, the first service was so dynamic and so powerful. We're going to just worship. We did two upbeat songs and we saved the slower worship songs till now. So we're going to worship, and as we worship, I want you to, as you feel prompted and as you feel led, I want you to gather your family, and I want you to bring your family to one of these stations, and we're going to serve you, the pastors and I, our spouses, we're going to serve you and your family going to pray with you for any needs that you have and for the great future that God has for you in 2015. So as you're waiting to come, I want you to worship. When you're finished, go back and worship. Maybe you'll find a place in the sanctuary that you could bend a knee and pray. I think it would be wonderful for the, the head of the home to pray over their family at some point. we got a new star here new opportunities before us. God's going to do his part, he always does, but let's do our part.